Uh, we've talked a lot about look, the NBA trade deadline recently, the draft and the NFL and all of the trades that could potentially could happen. But we've also seen a lot of the NHL reshaping as we get down to the final stretch there, too. And uh, that can change a lot of teams' fortunes and a lot of teams' odds to, one, get to the playoffs, uh, win a division, and win a Stanley Cup. Ben Raby's a host of Capitals Radio Network. He's going he's to help us kind of you know, sort through some of the moves that happened recently. I mean, listen, Patrick Kane going to the Rangers is one. Jonathan Quick uh, going to the Golden Knights. Okay, those are a couple of names. But like, what stood out to you the most? What was the biggest impact move that we've seen so far? Which, by the way, the deadline's not even done yet. It's tomorrow. Yeah. Well, I think the biggest storyline here right off the bat is just the volume of moves that have already been made. Kind of the ongoing joke in hockey circles right now is what's left by tomorrow. Tomorrow, 3 p.m. Eastern, that's the trade deadline. Typically, as one would expect with a deadline, usually deadline day is very busy. But golly, there's been so many moves, particularly in the Eastern Conference. It's become a little bit of an arms race in the Eastern Conference. The Bruins, the Maple Leafs, the Lightning, the Hurricanes, the Rangers, the Devils, top six in the East, they've all gone all in. They've all loaded up. You mentioned Patrick Kane. He's certainly the headliner. As far as a team, the Boston Bruins all year have been a story and a headline, the best team all season long, and they've loaded up big time over the past week plus. So I think the big storyline is just the volume and particularly how much it's been within the Eastern Conference especially. Ben, what move do you think is going to end up being most impactful? I think it's the combination of moves potentially that the Bruins have made. They picked up very good players. They didn't necessarily pick up the headliner of this trade deadline class. Patrick Kane going to the New York Rangers grabs the headlines. Jonathan Quick, Nick mentioned, going to the Vegas Golden Knights. These are all-stars, Stanley Cup champions, potentially future Hall of Famers with Quick in there as well. But I think the Bruins, as far as, again, a team that already was at the top of the league, they got even a little grittier, a little, quote-unquote, tougher to play against, which is such a hockey cliche, I apologize. But going into the postseason, <laughs> already a very tough out in Boston. They got guys, and Tyler Perduzzi today from the Detroit Red Wings, who they acquired they got guys to go along with Brad Marchand, who's already in Boston, guys who are a pain in the behind to play against. And I just think it's very impressive, for lack of a better word, that a Boston Bruins team that already had so much now has even more going into springtime. Ben, the Caps are obviously a team that you know very well. They've been busy shipping off some players. Oh, what have you thought about the moves that they've made? Have you liked the return that they've gotten? Yeah, I think the storyline with the Capitals is just that it's such a rarity in these parts. It's the first time in 16 years that they've been sellers at the trade deadline. And I think, objectively speaking, it's hard to blame General Manager Brian McClellan when you look at the Eastern Conference standings. They're on the outside of a playoff position. It's been a difficult year for a variety of reasons. We don't have to get into all the details, but they've certainly dealt with the injury bug. And I think part of the reason they sold, they were sellers, is because of the makeup of the roster. It just so happened this year they had so many, more than 10 pending free agents, those players who are your classic rental types, guys with playoff experience, guys who, if they weren't going to re-sign long-term, you risk losing them for nothing in the offseason. So it's trading a lot of these guys, classic rentals on expiring deals. And yeah, bringing in some draft picks primarily. They did pick up a young defenseman in Rasmus Sandin from Toronto, but primarily you're talking about draft capital here that could either be 
use to restock as far as prospects or potentially who knows maybe a year from now at the trade deadline maybe they're looking to buy and they have these draft picks in 2024 in 2025 that they could then flip for potential assets a year or even two years from now as they look to keep their championship window open but it's it's rare in these parts again the first time in more than a decade and a half in the Ovechkin era that they've they've been in that position yeah, I mean, listen, as a D.C. sports fan, man, it feels like the Nationals a couple of years ago. It's mm-hmm. weird to see. These are teams that were buyers for years, but at some point, you, you get older and you've got to kind of hit the reset button. You mentioned the Bruins adding a bunch of names. Look, they poached two capitals, Dmitry Orlov, Garnet Hathaway. Garnet Hathaway, one of my favorites, one of the toughest guys there is out there. Yep. Great interview, too, by the way, a guy that's actually willing to have a conversation. Uh, look, Boston's the favorite to win the Stanley Cup at plus 425. Give us some teams that maybe would be, you don't have to worry about, like, the odds or anything, but just teams that maybe aren't getting enough attention that could be, uh, I, I guess, not even a long shot, but just, hey, keep an eye on them once we get to the playoffs. Well, it's funny. We talk about the Eastern Conference loading up here at the trade deadline. The top six teams in the East also happen to be the top six teams in the entire league. It's just, it's so top heavy as far as that Eastern Conference. And I guess the, the quote unquote sleeper there, I mean, they're, they're division leaders right now, but the Carolina Hurricanes in the Metropolitan Division, again, maybe not your big market, your sexy market. And for all the loading up that teams in the Eastern Conference have done here at the trade deadline, and the Hurricanes have bolstered their lineup. But compared to the Rangers, compared to the Maple Leafs, compared to the Lightning Bruins, etc., the Hurricanes have made sort of some more secondary pickups, if you want to say. But all that to say, they're a really good team. And they didn't have to do a whole lot. And who knows, maybe they still will before tomorrow at 3. But Carolina is a really good team. They've been to the postseason now every year since 2019. So now coming up on five years in a row. Uh, They're well-positioned, potentially to make a deep run and again the second best team in the league behind Boston yet they do have a little bit of that under the radar feel and similarly with under the radar feel for a really good team maybe it's Tampa Bay Lightning fatigue given that they've been to the Stanley Cup finals now three years in a row having won it twice I think also maybe a little bit under the radar just because maybe you take them for granted Uh, Tampa Bay Lightning still right up there right in the mix and They've kind of gone about their business very quietly this year, but still, with with all the headliners they have there and Andre Vasilevsky in goal, uh, also a team I would certainly uh, you know be aware of come uh, come springtime here. It's all about the East, clearly. I haven't mentioned yeah. any teams in the West here. It's it's all the East. The East. It's just so much fun to watch. I was just about to keep over there. You know, you talk about teams that have been busy at the deadline. The Maple Leaves have also been very busy. Uh, is this another year of heartbreak for them, Ben? Or is there any possibility they could get over the hump this year? Yeah, it, it, it's unbelievable. Jo- I mean, not, not a stretch, hardly a stretch to suggest jobs very much on the line in Toronto. It's amazing that the, the first team in North American pro sports to lose in the opening round of the postseason six consecutive years not just six consecutive times six consecutive years opening round elimination and they'll be in tough Toronto they're going to face the aforementioned Tampa Bay Lightning that 2-3 matchup in the Atlantic Division pretty much seems locked it's going to be a little anticlimactic here over the stretch all they're playing for is home ice advantage at this point but yeah that's a team in Toronto that has so many headliners Austin Matthews Mitch Marner William Nylander John Tavares sort of their core four their big four and their general manager, Kyle Dubas, 
on an expiring contract himself. It's make or break for him. And he was a volume shooter here over the course of the past <laughs> couple of weeks with the trade deadline. Six different players, six regulars are going to be in their lineup. Again, lower down the depth chart, not necessarily the headliners, but six guys that they've brought in over the past couple of weeks who will be in the lineup. Not fringe players, but again, just lower down the depth chart. But Kyle Dubas, the GM, has seemingly said to the headliners, I've done my part. It's up to you guys. At long last, you got to get over the hump. And I will say real quick, guys, to make a Capitals comparison, the Capitals, the hump was always round two. Remember, they could never yeah. get past mm -hmm. Pittsburgh. They could never get past the Rangers. Once they got past round two in 2018, the weight that was lifted did them wonders on their way to the eventual cup. And I'm not suggesting if Toronto gets past round one, hey, they're going to win the cup. But I wouldn't be surprised if they win round one. It does set them up potentially to go a little further than they have for a market which has been very, very starved for, for a deep run there in Toronto. Ben, I'll never forget where I was for that Kuznetsov <laughs> goal against yeah. the Penguins. That yeah. was the best, man. Yeah. Speaking of those Penguins, you know, they, they've really, them and the Caps have kind of been the class Eastern Conference, and it's been Crosby and Ovechkin. Are you surprised? And I know Pittsburgh right now is hanging on to that final, that final wild card spot. Are you surprised that they haven't maybe looked to sell a little bit at the deadline? Have you been surprised that they're still trying to go for it? I am, and it's a little bit of a, you know, it'll be an interesting study here over the next year, couple of years, to see how these two teams, based on this trade deadline and the different approaches they took, how it ultimately plays out in a year or two. Because as noted with the Capitals, in selling, they did pick up so many draft assets that I wouldn't necessarily suggest they're going to keep all of them as draft picks. They, they could very much flip them a year or two and then acquire other veterans, rentals, et cetera, if they do find themselves in playoff contention once again. Pittsburgh, it's, it's interesting, again, trying to keep that window open with their core, Crosby, Malkin, Latang, And not only are they trying to acquire now, they did a lot of little maneuvering kind of under the radar things earlier this week, guys being placed on waivers, guys they've unloaded, seemingly to create salary cap space. And the thought is, and they haven't done this yet, but the thought is that they're trying to really bring in somebody big. I'm not necessarily sure who that is. Names have been thrown out. But the thought is that they've tried to put themselves in position to really make a big splash. So not only have they made a couple of acquisitions already, but maybe the biggest one is still to come. At least that's what GM Ron Hextall is seemingly working towards uh, in Pittsburgh. Talking to Ben Rady, Ben MGM tonight. So, right, listen, we talk about who could win the Stanley Cup and maybe some sleepers, but let's be honest. The Bruins are also chasing history this season. They've been utterly <laughs> dominant. I mean, you fire, you make a coaching change in the offseason to get rid of Bruce Cassidy. And what Jim Montgomery's been able to do his first year, uh, yeah, that, that it certainly showed that there's a major impact when it comes to who's sitting there on the bench. They could break the record for wins, break the record for points in a season, goal differential, team save percentage, like all of these things. What, what's really the most realistic record that they could break? Could it be all of those? Could it be a combination of those? What would you be most confident in saying, like, this is what they're going to break when the season's done? Well, I'll say most confident that they'll break or most impressed. I will say this is all, it, 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 it's all flawed, Nick. It's all flawed. <laughs> Here, it's all inflated. You get wins now, shootout wins, I and you get know, points I for know. losing in overtime. It's it's all it's all flawed. I think, listen, I'm, I'm a big you know, fan of the Boston Bruins organizationally. I think they do it right there. I love the build of their team. That's an old school club. Again, tough to play against, bringing a full circle, going back to what we were talking off the top. 
I really have a lot of time for the Boston Bruins. This business with the wins record and the points record, yes, the numbers are there. Yes, they could have the most wins. It's all inflated. It's all, it's like the NFL. They added a 17th game and all of a sudden, you know, all these records for years now are just going to get broken and rewritten, etc. So I will say that's flawed. That said, the goal differential, save percentage. You know, there, there's some legitimacy in those categories, obviously, and that's just a, a well-oiled machine and a, a very fun team to watch. Whether they get to 63 wins or 133 points, whatever it is, you know, good for them. That, that's just, you know, a, a, a team clicking kind of on all cylinders that is clearly all in and, and a very, very easy watch as well. Well, Ben, you know, the NFL is going through the same thing, right? I mean, you got 17 exactly. games now. Everybody's breaking records. This is what sports yeah. are. Records are not only meant to be broken, but they just add more games and make it easier for all the records yeah. to be broken. Ben, another <laughs> exactly. team that the, Bru uh, the Bruins are playing this weekend are the Rangers. Uh, I do a little work for the fan. and New Yorkers were just out of their minds when the Rangers were in the playoffs. Like, what do you think about their chances to make a deep postseason run? Because it felt very close last postseason. Yeah, and even last year, that's like really ahead of schedule probably than they realistically would have expected themselves to be going back two, three years ago when they went, you know, kind of all in on a rebuild, that famous letter that they sent to their season ticket holders. And, you know, certainly they've built in the right direction over the past years. And it was amazing last night in Philadelphia for what many thought would have been Patrick Kane's Rangers debut. It wasn't that's tonight. But last night in Philly... That was like Madison Square Garden in Pennsylvania right there. All the Rangers fans that were there to see New York beat Philly in overtime. That was impressive last night. But, no, that's, uh, again, that's a well-oiled machine, and, and it's just, you know, we're throwing all these verbal bouquets at all of these teams in the Eastern Conference. <laughs> Two of those top six are, aren't going to get out of the first round. It's crazy. But that said, the, the matchup that they look to have in the first round against the New Jersey Devils, that two-versus-three matchup, I do think that that favors the Rangers club with a little bit more experience than an up-and-coming New Jersey team on the rise. Yeah, still a few hours to reshape the NHL. Maybe just a little bit more. Ben Ravy, good stuff. Good talking to you, man. Awesome. Thanks, Ben. Appreciate yeah, it. I, it's, 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 I mean, they're going to break records, and everybody's in the NFL doing the same thing.